What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Young People Podcast. This conversation is with young people on passion, purpose, and lifestyle. And this is exciting because you can see us right now. This is insane. What's going on? This is nuts. This is our very first video podcast. It's going to be like the normal podcast, but you'll be able to see us. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? It's pretty nuts. So this is going to be something we're going to do for an extended period of time. This whole episode is going to be based on motivation, and we've got a lot to talk about. So tune in. Yeah. All right. Podcast boys. Podcast boys. Podcast boys. All right, here we are. This is so exciting. This is our very first video podcast. Yeah, man. Which I'm is something. Sit up on, on here, get comfy. That's the thing. Oh, that's the thing. We're going to be like wary of like what we look like, what we're doing. Like, I'm not. We he can't. Is. We can't do the podcast in our pajamas anymore. Um, you or, know, or naked, as that, we've done well, plenty of episodes like that. Clearly, mm. yeah. Yeah, but this is something that we've talked about for a while, isn't it? Doing like the video podcast, oh, like since the beginning. Like it's 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 obviously a a big medium video stuff, and uh, we've always been keen to get on board. Never really got around to it, but now we're doing it. We've got a pretty set. We've got a plant. We've got a plant. Fake, we've got a plant. Yeah, we've got fake stuff. Plant. Yeah, djembe. So yeah, let us know how it goes as well. I mean, yes, yeah, so that's the thing. Give us some feedback. Yeah, I mean, I think with any video stuff there's always going to be more feedback naturally anyway mm. so yeah we're keen to see that yeah that's the thing yeah. yeah we've gathered here today in the midst of the the cloudy it's cloudy today uh, what day is it today today is a thursday, uh, is a thursday. the cloudy thursday. thursday of your minor beach yeah and we're here to drop an episode mm. of the young people podcast indeed indeed and a big one thanks so much for joining us here if you're listening to us um, on our usual platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, go ahead and head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. You can check out our video content because we are currently video streaming us. So we'll have to make sure if we do something in real life, like a movement or something or show something, that we'll have to like let the podcast, the audio listen, audio only listeners know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, we'll do our best. All right. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, first of all, before we jump into that, Tell us what's been going on with you. It's been um, this whole last week or this fortnight. Yeah. We haven't heard anything from you in a fortnight. It's, it actually, it's been busy of late. It's been busy of, the mm. lo- of, of late. A lot mm. of sort of music things going on. Um, I was, I was support. So for the music HSC this year, they're not allowed. This is sort of a big deal. And I think they sort of jumped the gun on this um, as they sort of maybe have done with some other things um, in relation to COVID. Um, but um, they announced that for music hsc all the exams like trials and stuff you're not allowed to have any band members for your performances oh, which is a big deal because that's that's like a lot of your marks come from how you interact with your bandmates and how you perform as like a leader of the band and that sort of a thing um and they said they yeah this, that's not going to be happening so the, the, every, all the students have had to sort of separately record um their tracks beforehand and i was helping out with that um, mm. the other day which which was which was hectic but yeah but with the recording and the yeah, production yeah, yeah. process yeah all that sort where do of you stuff. do that um just at the school that i that um that i go into to work at mm. up, up there at greenpoint um so they've got like a studio that you can work that yeah i mean the, in the music rooms are sort of like they can sort of set up like a like a a mobile studio i right. guess they can sort of turn into a studio um yeah so yeah, do you, like I feel like they jumped the gun on that a bit, especially because like we're seeing here in Australia, we're lucky enough to have some of the restrictions yeah. being pulled back. Yeah, be, being pulled back. So yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because it's such an unprecedented territory. Mm. It's like if okay, one maybe they did jump the gun, but two, if they left it too late, and they're like, 
because uh, they need to start like thinking about like their marks. I don't know how it works really, but yeah. you know how they're going to you know grade you know their entire curriculum. Yeah. They have to start thinking about that now. Yep. And it's like okay, well this might be going on for a much longer time than anyone mm. thinks. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, we're, like thinking of it practically, like for your HC performances you might only have like you know five or six people mm. in a room and then like a couple of markers you know you could have under 10 people and like i think the restrict you know you can have 10 people outside five people inside as of the time of this recording um and then this restrictions will be slowly e- easing rhc is until like august so we're still a couple months away but, i never uh, did yeah uh, um music so that was like a big component was that like the most fun i guess it depends on the person as well like being in like a band the applications yeah yeah i mean especially for me i mean it was either that or you're sort of more focusing on like the theory the, like the audio like the um, like listening to the analyzing music and stuff mm. that was sort of the um that was the Did more you of the enjoy that? aspect I that was something that I struggled with a bit more, mm. um, but slowly began to understand it towards those last few couple of years of school a bit a bit better. But performance was always my main thing that I was always drawn to. It's really interesting because for me, like I, obviously I went to Australian Institute of Music and I studied all that, but I was like deep in the um, yeah. composition side of things and like music theory and production. I was like a studio rat, mm. and um, I obviously since. I don't know if it's obvious, but um, like as I started my music career at a you know young age, you know playing in bands and stuff like that, I did plenty of performances and you know played in bands and whatnot as you did also. But as fun as that was, it was just nothing compared to like diving into the deep end and creating the music in a studio. Whereas you, it's the polar opposite. You were all about the the performances and things like that, and you're yeah. still performing. Yeah, yeah, performance is definitely the main thing for me, and I, I don't know we've touched it on our musical experiences in the past um, and uh, gone into it in depth. But yeah, performance is always the thing. Um, it's not that I dislike recording in a studio. I just find it quite tedious. And um, mm. it's I, I like I, the tedium. The, the, yeah, I, I, I'm very much a perfectionist. Um, if you've ever recorded music with me, you'd know I like to do like 101 guitar takes of this, of like yeah. a two-second riff. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's – and I sort of like sort of the chaos and the – it's just the craziness of performing live. Yeah. It's a bit, uh, yeah. It is cool. fun. Like, yeah. And yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Boom. What about you, J-Max? What has been happening in the life of James? <coughs> Bless you. Thanks. Bless you. Tell us what's been happening. Um, oh, I hope you don't have COVID. <laughs> <That's sneaky. laughs> what's been going on? You've been well lately? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I've been. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. I've been very busy. Yes. Um, so I, during the whole COVID thing, everyone went out of work, pretty much everyone. And I was lucky enough to get my foot in the door at my local Woolworth supermarket. Down there, and I've been working there and they've been really good. I love the team. I love the work. It's, you know, you know, really good stuff. And uh, then. As all that was happening, my other job uh, over at Kathmandu opened back up quite literally overnight. It was like we had no idea and it was just like, yep, you're opening doors tomorrow. I was like, okay, all right, let's do this. And so I've had to sort of juggle that, which I'm not, I mean, I'm not unused to uh, like juggling multiple jobs and whatnot. So everything's sort of coming back in relatively normal. It's interesting. I wanted to touch on this. I didn't plan to, mm. but I want to now. Yeah. Is um, 
what I thought was going to happen after the whole COVID thing, and not that we're out of the COVID situation at the moment, you know, the, mm. the, you know, we're still, you know, in the depth of it. Mm. But I thought what was going to happen when restrictions started to get lifted and things were going to go back to normal was that people were going to have a newfound appreciation for their old way of life, you know, going to the shops, whether it be the supermarket or retailers or anything and, you know, going out and, yeah. you know, living the way that they used to. Mm. And obviously there's people that don't appreciate other people and, you know, have sort of a, a, a nasty demeanor about them and the way they go about life. And any retailer would know, retail assistant or, you know, anyone that works in that industry knows how difficult people, needlessly, unwarrantedly difficult people, people can yeah. be. Yeah. And so... What I thought was going to happen was people were going to come back and they were going to be a lot more respectful and go, you know what, you know, I, I should appreciate this more. Mm. But I've, I thought it was going to be like a big uh, social experiment for gratitude. Mm. And I've noticed that as people have started to come back, people have come back with a vengeance, man. People are, I don't know if I'm just not used to people anymore because I've had some time off from them. Yeah, yeah. Or people are literally coming back. But people are treating it like, like, these stores like Kathmandu, for example, which is where I work, have shut down and it's your fault. And it's like you've you've infringed on their mm. their civil liberties and their way of life and this is unacceptable. And it's just come back with an abundance. Mm. And it's really, really odd. And um So you've yeah. seen that sort of attitude in like multiple people? Like almost most, everyone most people yeah, yeah wow. like i mean yeah. some like i had this uh most young people that come in not to be ageist at all but most young people that i come in probably because they're in a similar line of work to me they come in and they're super respectful because they sort of can relate i had this young girl come into Kathmandu and she was looking for some stuff and she just finished her shift at work and she like almost had a tear in her eye because she was just like people have been so mean to me today oh, <laughs> and i was like oh yeah yeah, just have everything for free. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, so it's yeah. it's a bit a bit yeah. odd that people are yeah. acting like this. I mean, it's a bit funny like that, isn't it? Because, like you said, there was sort of this this anticipation that everyone would have come back. You know, you know, banding together and like we've all been through this together, and we're being grateful for what we have. Mm. You know, now that we haven't had normal life for you know a couple of months now. Mm. Um, that's interesting, yeah, and especially how, how it's like a lot of people like that. I think what it is, and I touched on this in our last few episodes, if you haven't listened to those, you can go back and listen to it, but a big, a bit of a recap on that was that I compared it to the Australian wildfires, which we had literally just a few months ago, and everyone thought that that was going to be the defining you know, thing of 2020 because mm. it was catastrophic, quite literally mm. catastrophic. And the way people australians in particular reacted to that was they as you said you know banded together and locked arms and they were very harmonious um, with the way that they dealt with that situation and you i think the reason for that was because there was one single oppressor that was affecting you know everyone and you can literally fight against it you know you can go forward and you can help other people mm. and you can put out the fires and there's something that you can do physically you know, intangibly to affect the outcome of yeah. this catastrophic disaster. Whereas when there's a pandemic like this, 
it's attacking everyone on an individual basis. And this person that you were once locking arms with and you were united with to fight against this oppression is now your enemy because they might have the virus. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. So everyone around you is a potential threat. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's really, really hard mm. to fight against something together when being together is like you're literally having to divide yourselves to yeah. protect everyone. Yeah, it's tricky. And so when people come back after being socially isolated, it's like every I don't know, people are just like not yeah. used to the, this new way of life. And I think that's just been really hard for people, especially people that are so used to, you know, living comfortably with retail retailers and whatnot. And they're having to come back mm. to this, you know, new introverted way of thinking. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, is uh, working in retail, have you found that sort of just overall there's been, has there been as many people as usual coming back? Like I wasn't sure because I'm, I'm sort of like worried and I think a lot of people are sort of talking about how like when things start opening up again, you know, cinemas, restaurants, bars, pubs, um, shopping centers and, you know, whatnot, like it's sort of going to be an explosion of people. Mm. Um, like has it been... Have you seen it hectic, busy at all? It's been... We we have a capacity of 15 uh, yeah. people where yeah. we're allowed to like, you know, no more than 15 mm. people in the store and at and Kathmandu. Just so you know, that's like a pretty decently large store. Like it's not huge, huge, but it's mm. it's it's like, I guess I'd say maybe medium-sized store. Yeah. You could probably usually... Or how, is, is there usually a normal limit? No, there's usually just like... You, you can know, probably fit 40, fit 40 people in there. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't know if we've really ever had 40 people in the yeah. store at one time, but yeah, that's, big, yeah. you know, 15 people is like a limit that we're, you know, mm. it's usually yeah. low. Yep. And as soon as there's 15 people in the store, it's like, oh my God, this is, you know, <laughs> you, we literally have to stand at <laughs> the door and say, I'm so sorry, we're at capacity. And some people, you know, usually very, you know, oh, this is ridiculous. Some people are very happy, you know, to just yeah. wait, you know, they understand. But yeah. to answer your question, is it generally more busy? Mm. I would say it's not as busy as it was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. but it's certainly getting busier every day. Yeah. Like I know that some of the cafes have opened up so you can, you know, yeah. sit down and enjoy a coffee with multiple people. Yeah, with limited seating, yeah. But if you were to walk around any shopping centre... I know that they've taken away like all the seating, just like the general seating for the most part. And in the food um, courts and everything. Yeah, in the yeah, food yeah. courts, just, you know, you're scattered around. And yeah. It's like, oh, there's a bench there. I'll just take a seat. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, because they just don't want people to to sort of yeah. um, loiter around because, you know, that's how it spreads. You know, don't want people, if you're going to be here, you got to keep moving, mm. you know, get in and out. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's um, I think that's the approach that they're taking, but it's not as busy as it it yeah. was pre-COVID. Hey, what's your opinion on this whole? Um, I keep hearing it being brought up, and it's like an only recent thing that I've heard, and I find it quite interesting. This whole idea of herd immunity that, like, I think I heard something. I mean, I'm just you know, reading random stuff, but something like at, if at least sixty percent of the population gets it, we'll be we can like defeat it or something. This herd immunity thing, like if everyone oh. gets it. Will be okay or something. Um, like that's an I, interesting. I haven't. Sort of point. I haven't heard that specific term, yeah. herd immunity. But I think what it is sort of indicating is the idea of if it reaches its critical mass stage quicker, mm. which is the amount of total people that it can be infected, mm. then the quicker that the pandemic is going to be over because people are going to either, you know, defeat, you know, the the 
battle with the virus or they're yeah. going to lose the battle with the virus. And hopefully, you know, no one loses it because um, that would obviously be a death. But the idea that if everyone just had it and then everyone got over it, then the quicker, you know, we can get back to normal life, which is what, you know, some countries are um, inevitably doing because they weren't quick enough with their response times and whatnot. I mean, that's a huge um, ethical debate right there. And I think most, most countries would opt for the latter where they would say, um, no, we're going to ride this out. We're going to save as many lives as possible, yeah, but it is sure, going yeah. to take a lot longer. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's maybe I'm interpreting that wrong, mm. um, but yeah, if that's, mm. I mean, yeah, it's two two sides of the same coin. I mean, you can either yeah play it out really quickly and present yourselves with you know potential mm. casualties, or you can ride it out for a long time and try and save yeah. as many people as you want. But then the economy is just going to, you know, suffer. Mm. It's going to be a big dent in, in the economy. What's yeah. what's the number one thing that you've missed for you during oh. this time? Soul Origin. <laughs> you can still, still get Soul Origin. Well, now that Catman Do's open back up, I've got, yeah. You can get Soul Origin. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to drive all the way to Aaron Affair like... 30 minutes yeah. out of my way. Well, yeah, the gym, right? Like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, nah, not yet. No. Well, when they do... Yeah, I'm missing training. Well, because... For sure. I mean, if you're a regular listener, so you're probably aware that J-Max does all his, um, like, MMA stuff, and that's literally, like, contact stuff. And I know I've seen things at gyms, they're having to, like, you know, draw out, you know, like, tape on the floor to, like, for your 1.5-meter spaces between all the equipment and stuff and like that. And then wiping down the equipment. Yeah. Stuff. I haven't... I don't know what gyms have opened up, but, yeah, that's definitely... Yeah. Been so, like, is is there any word on like whether you're like that all the MMA stuff is going to go back at all? Not, no. not until the government yeah, decides that you know those restrictions can be lifted because it's not up to the gyms. Yeah, it's no, not like so. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same thing for me with my massage course. Mm. I literally can't conduct massage without social distancing. I mean, and I know that like some physios and massage therapists have gone back to work, but it's like for me that's studying. It's like. I don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. I was about to graduate. Um, like Were you? In like a couple of months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like next month. Or Has like. that been pushed back? Well, I shouldn't all of our classes, like we've, I was meant to have a couple of practical classes. They're, yeah, they've been pushed back. So, I mean, I'm pretty chill about it. Like I'm in, I'm in no rush to sort of like get it done. But yeah, it's sort of funny. Just like it's just going to keep getting pushed back. Damn. Um, that yeah. sucks. No, the, no, the one thing <laughs> I've missed most during quarantine. Yeah. Like bloody hell. Concerts. 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 I've, I've missed concerts the most during concerts. Concert, how, how, I mean, how long have we been in isolation? How many concerts been, would you have gone to? No, true, true, <laughs> true. But uh, I, th- I think, no, I think it's more so the idea. I keep reading crazy, scary articles that concerts aren't going to return to like 2022 or something oh like, like that. And that's like, that's like crazy. And uh, I mean, if you're a fan of music, you're probably aware of all the dramas that everyone's going through, all, all the artists, not just the artists, but like the freelancers that are involved with it. The, the, the sound people, yeah, the, the setup, like people, the entire the roadies. Event. like literally like hundreds, uh, maybe thousands of people. Literally can't do anything. Yeah. And this could be for another year or so. And that's like, dude, wow. That's scary. It is scary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard to even come back, but it's good in mm. like, I found that all my gym buddies who have been talking, you know, about, you know, how we're dealing with isolation. Mm. Most people are at least greasing the groove, which yeah. is just the idea of you're just staying gen- generally active throughout the day, you know. Yeah. Um, 
then just maintaining your level of fitness here. But I've been taking this opportunity to like get physio and get, you know, treatment for, you know, some of the old injuries recovery. that I've got. Yeah, recovery. Mm. And um, I I hurt my back sort of neck area, which I've been um, getting worked on. It's like it's sore as we speak, but, you know, it's just because I just got it worked on. Um, I've been getting my shoulder looked at, been getting my calf looked at because um, I ruptured my calf muscle, you know, some time ago. I've been yeah, getting all these things sort of just finally checked out because I always sort of just like went straight through it and I, you know, didn't really focus too much on, you know, on the recovery side of things. You just push through it because, you know, injury is just a part of life. This is a good time to sort of like it sort of gives you because you literally can't do it. I can't do any wrestling or anything. So, yeah, especially with my neck, you know, I can't do any combat, especially wrestling. Mm. If you've got a bad neck, Mm. it's like, yeah. Yeah, definitely not biggest asset yeah, totally. but um yeah so i've been basically doing that what a life what a life what a life right? but yes um our taking a break uh podcast friends uh said when we were interviewing them well two, they were interviewing us ago. yeah two episodes ago 34 um i think it was bella that said it when are you gonna have the chance to do nothing again yeah so I've, i like that it's, yeah. it's been cool i mean yeah. I've been ultra busy. I've been working two jobs and, you know, doing physio and we're trying to still organize episodes Mm. for the podcast and whatnot, which is, I've been run off my feet, but it's, you know, Mm. yeah. Anyway, for those of you who aren't run off your feet, when are you going to get the chance to do nothing again? That's right. That's right. And let us know how you're spending your quarantine time. I mean, we we say quarantine, but I mean, the good thing about here in Australia is we're sort of coming out of quarantine now. Uh, gradually, uh, we're, we're very thankful. So, but if you're if you're in a different country, maybe experiencing some um, some you know we're, we're all experiencing this all together. But um, I hope you're staying safe and uh, Leah, let us know what you've been up to and um, how you've been keeping busy in these mm. crazy times. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, man. So um, we had something that we were going to oh, touch on. Max, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about it? All right, we you've were, got a piece of hair on your, your microphone, by the way. Oh, I just good. noticed it. See that, get that off. see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, maybe we would have let that slide in an audio-only <laughs> podcast because uh, we're filming this at the same time. I wouldn't time. have. Uh, that would have bugged me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we were going to talk about motivation because it's something that's been relevant to us right now. And my thoughts on it, I want to hear what your thoughts are on it because we sort of briefly talked about what I had to say about it. But I don't know what you've got to say about it at all. Yeah, well... But my, my opinion on motivation is that motivation sucks motivation sucks yeah explain oh you want you want me to go i want you i want you to explain this okay all right motivation sucks yeah man so so my thing is that like especially for if you're like a gym goer because most gym goers whether you're an mma fighter or you're a bodybuilder or you're a power lifter or whatever your thing is you know most people have this idea that people who work out are super motivated, right? And for the most part, they probably are, right? They, uh, for whatever reason, they've got some neurotransmitter that's dominant in their brain that allows them to, you know, get up and have that big rush of motivation and they get through it. Yeah. Their workouts and they get up early and they, you know, they win the morning and then they win the day and things like that. And so people look at those people, whether it be anyone online, like Jocko Willink, for example, or The Rock, you know, if you ever want, uh, you know, a little sprinkle of motivation throughout your day, just look at, go onto The Rock's Instagram, you know, he's just like, he's just the motivation king. Yeah. But 
the thing is that I don't think motivation is the key to these people's success, to the people you, around you or the people on Instagram or anything like that. I think it's drive. I think it's just the willingness to just succeed. Mm. And motivation definitely helps. So, like, when I have motivation, when I wake up with motivation, it, it certainly helps. You know, I don't have to think about, you know, doing, you know, my workout or you know, doing some research for the podcast or going out or working or reading or anything like that. I'm just keen to do it. And that's amazing. I love those days, but they don't come all the time. You know, there's some days where you just wake up and you're just not motivated. And the number one thing... We're all human, right? We're all human, of course. The number one thing I hear from all, you know, people, especially like the people around me, my friends... Is that, oh, you know, I'm just not motivated. Why haven't you gone for a run today? Oh, I'm just not motivated to do it. Why would you, you know, why aren't you working your ass off today? Why aren't you reading today? Why aren't you doing any number of things that you said that you were going to do? Yeah, not, not in the mood. Oh, I'm just not in the mood, yeah. you know. I'm just not motivated. It's just really hard to find motivation. And then they just don't succeed. And they don't win their, their tasks for yeah. the day. Yeah, And I say win because when you start viewing them as wins... Just like waking up and even getting out of bed for some people, that's a win because you, you never know where people are in their life. And I'd say that's a win. And anyway, the idea that that you have to rely on motivation to succeed to do these things is just bullshit, in my yeah, opinion. It's, it's dangerous, right? It's ex- extremely dangerous. Yeah. So I, I think if you're relying on that, then you're in the wrong place. It, I like the idea of supplementing with motivation. So you can go online and you can go on YouTube and type in motivational speech and there's like hundreds on there. There's probably thousands, yeah, to be honest. Lot. And yeah. and People love it. And as I said before, you can go on The Rock's Instagram page or you can go on Jocko Willink or, um, you know, even Joe Rogan or anyone, anyone that you like. You can supplement motivation from those people. But when you can't, when you're in the car on the way to work and you're tired and your eyes feel like cement and you don't want to, you know, oh, I'm not going to chance get a chance to work out until later today. And, you know, that's just killing you. And quite literally, you know, your cortisol levels are high and um, that's, you know, a stress hormone. That If it's abundant throughout your body for too long, it will literally you know, degrade your health and eventually kill you. And so getting, just making the decision to just go through your day and just tick things off your list and just go done, done, done. Regardless of how motivated you feel. Regardless of how motivated you feel. And it's, it's an endless cycle when you think about it as well, because you don't do something because you're depressed but then you're depressed because you didn't do something, that mm. one thing. And it's like it just goes around in loop. circles. And yeah. and how do you break out of that loop with a decision? You can supplement with motivation if you want. Motivation can suck you out of that, that negative feedback loop. But it's really, it really just comes down to a decision. A willingness. You, a yeah, willingness yeah. to just do it. Yep. And in, I think one thing that you sh- certainly should do, everyone should do, is set a goal. Mm. And we've literally done an done episode, episode goals, on yeah. goals. Super important. Yeah. We've done episodes on goals and comfort zone and all these things. And they all really come back to this idea of just making decisions and just getting out and 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 making a choice for, yep. your, for your life. Mm. So that's my idea. Yep. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because we were talking about, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I'm the most, you know, driven, 
productive guy that you'll ever come across (laughs) because the entire reason I'm talking about this is because I've been sucked into that negative feedback loop, especially during this COVID thing. I'm like the quintessential example of someone who's been lazy and unmotivated and just, you know, blah. Yeah. I mean, I've still been working and I've still been doing, you know, been like a good little worker and I'm, you know, showing up on time and I'm putting in the hours (laughs) and things like that. But, you know, yeah, I think I think we all need a bit of a a motivation boost to suck us out of there, um, out of that negative feedback loop, and we have to learn how to make those hard decisions. Mm. Learn to make your bed when you don't want to make your bed. Learn to work out when you don't want to work out. Mm. Learn to read that book and apply that knowledge even when you don't want to or you feel like it's useless. So I think we all need to do that. Yeah. T- tell us about, I know that just, you've been... Just before we get to me, because I sort of want to stay on that train of thought, um, just because I don't know if people might find it interesting. But um, so, do you, well, first of all, do, like just briefly, do you feel like, you've, like you're have like you on a pretty good role at the moment in, in terms of like having a good level of drive where like you, you've, got, you've got this habit of sort of completing tasks? I'm certainly not where I want to be. Okay. I I know objectively that like I have to do something because even today I got out of bed late because I just I woke up super early for some reason my body just was awake Mm. and then uh, but I was really tired still Mm. I don't know if you've ever had that it's like why am I awake I'm tired Mm. and um yeah and so and then I couldn't get back to sleep and then I I slept in and so I was like okay well that's you know Mm. a rocky start to the morning already but now we're here we're doing a podcast um you know. We're setting up a, a video content. That's it. Footage <laughs> stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's in that sense. You know, we're getting getting on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna make the conscious effort to just be more productive and be more driven to do mm. things and set goals and tasks mm. to accomplish every day. Yeah, and getting but, back into that routine and yeah. injury. That's been the big thing mm. for me that stopped me from from getting into the flow of things. I said before that I'm doing physio and whatnot, but I haven't been working out because I've literally been scared of like injuring myself again. And just when I thought I was in a good spot, I, uh, I hurt myself again and just literally swimming the other day. Like, like that was part of my recovery and I just pushed it too far and I just like hurt myself again. So now I feel like I'm back to square one. So injury can be certainly a big component of, you know, your lack of drive. But yeah, so the question I was going to follow up with from that as well is, um, like, do you think, um, do you think drive is something that sort of is, is it a is it a, a um a, cu- a cumulative thing where you can sort of, if you you don't necessarily have the motivation, but you make that decision that you have that willingness to like do the thing, you know, even if it's a difficult thing to that you don't really no you're not really in the mood, in the mood to do, do you think that's something that's that's a that's a habit that you can sort of um, turn into a mentality and then the more you achieve it, you can start, it snowballs and it turns into a thing where every time you go to a situation, even if you're not motivated, you've got that willingness and that decision-making to do it. Do you reckon that's something that, that comes with, you know, regular making that regular decision to keep driving even if you don't have that motivation? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. And I would agree for the most part. It certainly does. Mm. Um and again, you don't want to get into the idea that, you know, well, you know, if it's just one thing after the other, one good decision after the other, and that's going to, you know, set me on a motivational train because then you you're get this. Gonna, yeah, you're always going to have faults. Because yeah. you're always going to have faults. And if you get in the idea that, you know, I've been super motivated because I've been, you know, I made the conscious decision and now I'm motivated and now I'm just making 
you know, step after step after step, the moment that you take a faulty step and you, you might slip up, then it's really easy to think, oh, you know, I've made a mistake, you know, I'm back to square one. Yeah, and then and, you feel like the whole and house it was of cards all useless. And yeah. it was like, no, it's inevitable. Like that's the, the you know, part of the whole journey. If mm. If it were hard, if it were easy, no one would do it. So anyone that's achieved success, yeah. and that, to, that's the beauty of success yeah. is that it's not easily attained. That's right. It's it's yeah. It's not about just like, it's not about like how much you achieve. It's about, it's more importantly how you bounce back from the negative things. Mm. You know, if you if you if you're doing all these great things, but you know, and achieving things and doing things and having that willingness, but then one negative thing completely kills you, then you haven't really. It says a lot about your character. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, we're going to continue this chat on motivation a bit more after our break. Thanks so much for watching or listening, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching us on, um, on YouTube or any video platform here. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with some more Chitter Chatter very soon. We are back. How exciting for our very first video podcast. Um, thanks so much if you're joining us on YouTube. Um, that's where you can go ahead and uh, find our wonderful video podcasts, which we're going to be doing from now on as, as often as we can, as you know, whether we're doing it online over Zoom with guests. or We, we should pretty much be doing it every time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That, that's, that's what we mean. That's what we yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's a very exciting new format and... Um, or if you, or if you're listening, that's cool. But if you listen, watch the video because because that would I don't know. Would you prefer? Because I know I know you're a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. Do you? Now let me see you, Joe. Are you? <laughs> are you? Are you like? I'll, I know some people that will only watch video podcasts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I, I, you were to ask me, yeah. um, what's your favorite way of, you know. Um, Consume, consuming um, content, uh-huh. podcast content, it would be through video content. And yeah. I don't even think about it. I don't think, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to listen to a podcast right yeah. now. I'm going to make, sometimes when I'm driving, I make the conscious decision, I'm going to listen to a podcast on the way to work today. Or, um, what are you saying you do do that? Sometimes, yeah. but for the most part, I'll literally just be at home taking a break from emails or something like that. And I'll just like, I'll click on the YouTube home button and I'll just have like suggestions from Joe Rogan, mm. like um, like YouTube suggestions yeah. for Joe Rogan's podcast. And I'll just either watch clips or I'll see someone that I like and I'll watch the whole mm. um, three-hour podcast and I'll break it up into different, you know, it might take me a couple of days to watch it. Yeah. I'll just leave it there, like leave the tab open and I'll just go back to it. Yeah, so 95% of my podcast consumption comes from video content. Oh, really? Yeah. Ninety. Oh, there you go. And um, and 90% of that 95% of my podcast consumption comes from Joe Rogan. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I've got something to admit. I have never watched a full episode of a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> no, seriously, because, well, I mean, here's the thing. No, I... I love I love his content. I genuinely love his content. I watch a lot of the clips. I love the clips. And they will go for what? 10, 10 5, five 10, 15, five, 15 minutes. Yeah. 
Um, and they, but <laughs> you know, that, that was a joke. I mean, I don't think I've watched too many full episodes. Yeah, of probably like four or five they, full because, episodes because I see them and like something like two and a half, three hours, and I'm just like, oh, I, like I, they have to be someone that I like genuinely, yeah, really like. Yeah. Like I, I most recently watched the GSP episode because yeah. I just love GSP. And for people that don't know who GSP is, um, he's George St Pierre. He's uh, a uh, yes. an ex UFC fighter. Um, yeah, and. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite UFC fighters. Good ever. guy, Good one guy. of the best guys. He's actually a really funny French Canadian. That dude. would, yeah, no, that that would definitely make it more easy to watch. And he uploads. How often does he upload? Because I don't even. Is it every day? I have no idea to be honest. He's got he's got he thousands of lot, episodes because like literally. all of his episodes are like three hours long, and he he does multiple episodes a day. Th- oh, yeah. like he, he'll be on an episode and he'll be literally saying, yeah, I was just recording, you know, blah blah just before you and I'm about to record blah blah after yeah. after you're gone. I mean, we... Like, some- so, <laughs> yeah. So, literally like nine hours of podcasting yeah. a day. That's like Joe's life. We sometimes get burnt out after doing one podcast a fortnight. <laughs> yeah. So, well, <laughs> but, that, that, the thing with that is yeah. that, you know, where... I don't know it's about different. you. I know what my schedule is like and it's like sometimes I literally don't have time to scratch my head I'm, I'm just so busy just mm. with mundane stuff yeah. that has to be done mm. and with someone i mean the dream honestly if this was my full-time job i'd be cranking out episodes all the time um but unfortunately we're not at that level yet not yet Notice I said yet. Mm. yeah you anyway. zoom in on your face there <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, at, when we're at that level, yeah, for sure, I'll be yeah doing nine hours of mm-hmm. podcasting a day. But anyway, um, what, where'd we? What oh, were we talking oh, about? We're talking about motivation. Yeah, uh, if you're listening to the first half, which of course you were, well, you wouldn't just jump to halfway through the podcast. Uh, yeah, no, we're talking about podcasts, and it was really interesting how you're sort of talking about the relationship between motivation and drive. And you, and you came up with a bold statement of motivation sucks, <gasps> which maybe would have shocked some people. Um, but you sort of explained it there and it makes sense. And it's sort of giving me a bit of a realization as well. And like, yeah, I can understand that. And we before we sort of addressed sort of how you your how you um, view motivation and how it affects your life. And um, I guess I can sort of like follow up with that as well. Um, a funny thing that I've been doing, well, not that I've been doing, but I sort of go on and off with a lot is time blocking oh yeah i love time if you don't know what time blocking is it's basically where you go into you don't have to use a calendar calendar app you can use a notebook you can do do whatever but basically you section out sections of your day to do specific tasks so you know 8 a.m to 10 a.m gonna do some study and work out here and eat food here um, I keep doing that because um, if you know me, J-Max, um, I'm a very rigid, I like structure. You're very um, orderly. Uh, orderly is, yeah. I'm not I'm not rigid, but I like order. Mm. Yeah, I do appreciate that's it. That's fine. I mean, that's... Yeah, I like neatness. My bedroom's very neat. Uh, and um, that time blocking appealed to me. And they, you could check this YouTube videos on it out. Search up time blocking. It's really interesting. I think Matt um, Diavella did one. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, like there's, recently. Yeah. There's heaps out there. Um, and yeah, I keep giving it a try and like being like, yeah, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be so productive. That's the main thing is people want to be more productive. So they do time blocking. Um, and it just, it's funny. I do it every couple of months and it just doesn't work out. It literally lasts for maybe two weeks. Mm. And I, I wonder why. But it, explain. It goes on with the point you were saying before, what we're saying before, how like, 
sometimes one negative thing. If we miss a task, it sort of falls apart. It was like that. There was like one morning where like I slept in just a little bit too late and I missed my first task and then I pushed that. I would pu- I would push the task. So if, if my tasks didn't always line up, which, you know, is common, I'd shuffle them around. But it, they just kept piling up backwards and then I'd have to move them to the, to the next day. And it was just like, it was just, I was like, this is just dumb. And that happens like all every time, every time I try time, time blocking. So what I'm just sort of, I mean, what I do now is I don't necessarily do time blocking. I put in events in my calendar for actual things that I actually have to do that like, like time-based events if I need to go somewhere or do something. Um, and then I saw, I, I have more of a, I use the all day section in the Apple calendars, you know, all the all day section to put in like my, like my to-do list. So it's like this day I have to do these things, but I don't necessarily have a strict structured plan. But that was interesting. Going back to the sort of the motivation thing is that every time I sort of failed, even just one day, I like collapse. Yeah. And I just got into a rut again. You, you feel like it, unless it's got to be done you know exactly how you planned it out it's not worth doing at all yeah exactly it's like you miss something and you're yeah. like oh god so yeah that's um it's not too crazy to like believe that because i think a lot of people would be like that yeah you know especially perfectionists and orderly people it's like it's got to be stringent it's got to be done you know a b c you know if you miss b then you know you can't go to c and it's like um you know I just you know really funny yeah. <laughs> but you know what i'm saying yeah. so you've yeah I don't know what the the remedy to that is. It's that's hard. Well, yeah, well I, I mean, think one thing that could be holding you back is that um, you can fall into the habit of making it too rigid and too structured. I know that um, Warren Buff uh, Buffett. Who was he talking to? Maybe I think he was talking to Bill Gates, or Bill Gates was talking about him or something. And they were literally talking about time blocking. And Bill Gates, I. Th- I it, it might be someone else. I think it was Bill Gates who's talking about how he like structured every minute of his day, literally down to the minute. And, um, you know, and there's 24 hours in a day and someone like Bill Gates would work a lot of that, you know, not sleep a lot. Um, and then, you know, old mate Warren came in and basically said, yeah, I, I t- he time blocks, but he's literally just got like some tasks that he does and he's like all right you know these are my tasks my five big tasks for the day and i can accomplish them anytime i want but i've just got to make sure i do them and when you get into the habit of just accomplishing your relatively big tasks for the day all the little subcategories and subtasks that come under those just naturally start getting done so yeah um, I think that's one thing that you should probably yeah. look into. If you're making it too rigid, like what I used to do, you used to make fun of me for it. And, you know, all our friends, when I was in uh, Australian Institute of Music and I was studying, mm. I had lots of assignments and I had lots of my own personal work and I had lots of, you know, my actual employment that I was, you know, trying to juggle between and then my own social life, which is important, especially when you're a young person. I literally had alarms set for like every half hour or every hour. Oh, yeah. You remember like that? All the time. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so if I'd take a day off, yeah. all those alarms would still be there and I'd be hanging out with friends and every half an hour I'd be like, <laughs> rah, yeah. rah, rah, and it was right. like, door, D-A-W. So I go, I've got to like, you know, 
use my my digital audio workstation yeah. for an hour, yeah. you know. And however, you know, <laughs> like, and that's, every half yeah. an hour, it would just like, bram, bram, that's bram. when you know J Max is around. If you can hear a phone buzzing, you're like, oh, J Max, J Max is here. J Max, it's what is it? Eat lunch, you know? It's <laughs> yeah, like, literally, it's like things I like had that, things like that. And it was just like too. I mean, it worked for a long time because yeah. I was, you know, on it. But yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. I had gotten the same rut as you. It's like yeah. I'd miss something and I'd be like, it's all pointless. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just, just don't be as, as rigid and structured as totally set out some yeah. like big goals to achieve for the day. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I've done now. You, you putting everything, I basically the tasks that would be timed out. I just put to all day mm-hmm. and you know, if they don't get, it's interesting if they don't get completed, it also it's it's an educational experience because it sort of shows me maybe what I'm not as passionate about. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's like what am I prioritizing? And it's again going back to sort of I like the whole thing about drive and its relation to motivation. It's like you know what are you going to complete even if you don't necessarily want to do it? Is yeah. something that you said you know things that you might not be as passionate about mm. are those still worth doing? It depends on the context mm. here. But it's yeah. like if you're not passionate about it, is that really a good reason to not do it? it depends on yeah, what no, it is. I, I, yeah, I've been a big believer of that all, all the time. Like you, I, I, hate, I hate seeing friends that are in shit jobs that I don't enjoy. So on a big thing like that, but if yeah. you're not passionate about like brushing your teeth, for example, mm. brushing your teeth is still worth doing. That's right. Right. Yep. So on that yep. sort of thing, and when you're talking about the yeah. tasks throughout your day, it's like what? What are you talking about? Like things that you're not as passionate about. Things that you've sort of like swept over to mm. the to the not doing pile. Yeah, I mean the main example I can think of is like a lot of my study stuff, because okay. that's not necessarily that's sort of separate from all my sort of creative stuff, like my music and the podcast and everything. That's sort of when you look at that. St- when I look at that stuff compared to like playing music and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm. But at the same time, it, you know, it needs to get done. And yeah. That's more of like a drive thing, right? Yeah. It's all about you, sh- you need to develop that drive to do that. You know, not, it's not that you, you can't just not do it because you don't want to. It's like, well, you know, you yeah. get to have some sort of discipline. Here's how I think of it. I think it was Epictetus that said this, or I can't remember, but um, they basically talk about the, um, the hierarchies right, in your life and you've got you've got reason or logic or whatever you want to you know say yeah, they're interchangeable terms so you've got reason you've got um, spirit or ambition again whatever or motivation and you've got appetite right and so logic or reason is things just like you, you literally think about doing things. It's your logical sense. It's what basically separates us from like chimpanzees, you know, as human beings, we can think things through. Then you've got your spirit or your ambition or your motivation. Those are the things that compel you to, to achieve your goals, or, you know, and your desires of success and things like that. And then you've got your appetite, which are just basic cravings, mm-hmm. things like your, your hunger and thirst and sex and just all that you know stuff that we as human beings just need uh the hierarchy goes in exactly that order so it goes logic uh spirit and appetite so logic should lead spirit or ambition should aid logic and appetite should obey those are the the hierarchies and when you're talking about like setting out structures for your day and you're talking about things that you're not as passionate about 
you know, well, you have to eat, you know, and that's where sometimes people, you know, make their big falls, like, you know, adhering to diets. I don't like the term diet, but, you know, things like that or just eating healthy in general. And they go, oh, yeah, no, I tried to, but I just love pasta. Mm. Yeah, we all love pasta. It's pasta. It's universally good. But if you fall into that heap, then, and this is getting back to what you were saying. Yeah. You know, you're just setting out your day. If you if you fall into the heat, well, like, oh, I'm not as passionate about that. Well, okay, you've still got to brush your teeth. All those things, appetite should obey logic. So your logic is, says, okay, well, I have to brush my teeth. I have to do this assignment. I have to do all these things that are tedious, that I don't want to do. Just get them done because that's your drive and that's your motivation. So you get those done and then your motivation or your ambition you can either supplement that with YouTube videos or surrounding yourself with good people that do drive you and compel you to to do these um, these harder things and to strive towards your your bigger goals. And if you've got those hierarchies set in order, I've literally got it written on my a wall. I wrote it out and stuck it on my wall, and I read that pretty much every day. And that just reminds me to just keep going and keep driving and get myself sorted mm. and. And you identify weaknesses pretty quick, I think, in that sense. You know, if it is, you know, eating those, you know, extra donuts or extra cookies or that big bowl of, you know, pasta and not working out, it's like that's weakness. That's when the appetite is um, mm. is taking over. Yeah. Like, people talk about that in, like, households as well. There's a hierarchy in households and sometimes, like, their pet dog is like they've just coddled that and, you know, made it the boss of the house. And the dog literally is like the, you know, the top tier in terms of the, the social hierarchy in the household. And you have to retrain everything. It's like, no, the the owner is the the logic. Mm. The children, for example, are the, the motivation and the drive and the spirit. And the dog is the appetite. And, you know, you can think about it yeah. like that. Yep. So anyway, that's mm. that's my advice. That's a, that's a good. I like that sort of that way of thinking and that sort of hierarchy system and, and in terms of decision making and achieving things. And I think that's that's something that a lot of young people sort of can sort of um, can sort of relate, not relate to, but can, can sort of implement into their own lives. And I think a sort of the whole motivation thing, especially, comes into play just in these current times. It's really relevant, and I, th- and I think that's another reason why we're doing this episode now, is because. Um, you know, I, I guess we've seen like a lot. Of, it's really sad, but like a lot of like depression, like hit a lot of people um, in these times, just because the nature of what's going on, and it's it's like obviously it's super difficult, and it's and it's rough, and it's and it's understandable how people can become more susceptible to depression in these mm. times. Um, so I think it's super important to keep that conversation going about motivation. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. So I reckon let's maybe talk about what maybe are our some tips. Not that we're, you know, amazing wise men, of, you know, sent to earth to deliver divine, <laughs> divine advice. But like following up from that, 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 oh, that hierarchy system, which like myself and like young people can, yeah. can implement. Yeah. What are some other like sort of good points? Maybe we can just brainstorm now on motivation in terms of what's the way to go. I mean, the, the one that we t- touched on before and we've done an episode on it is goals. Mm. That sort of helps. That helps with that drive and that motivation. Well, my tips, just off the top of my head, I was going to make notes on this. Mm. Um, like, and That's usually what I do with most episodes yeah. that we do. I like structure it somewhat so I know what we're talking about. But I didn't do that because I think I've got enough, you know, bouncing around, you know, 
yeah. my brain. Go for it. Fire so, away. Yeah, just off the top of my head, honestly, I've I've touched on most of it already. Is one, as you said, set goals, big, small, anything. It could you know, just, yeah. just something that you can yeah. use to to move towards. Yeah. Jordan Peterson talks about a study and he wrote about that. I don't know if he wrote about it in one of his books, but he talks about how mice had, when they were placed in a maze and they had cheese at the other end of the maze, they obviously followed the scent of the cheese and then they eventually found it. But when the, the scent of cat hair was introduced, which mice and rats just hate even if they've never like smelt cat hair before just something in their primal you know senses just mm. knows that cat hair is just you know you know bad indicative of uh danger <laughs> yeah, yeah and um and so as soon as they introduce cat hair the scent of cat hair into the maze they find that cheese like a thousand times faster yeah they, yeah and so something that you have to consider is having something to run towards but also something to run away from and mm. you know that might be poverty you know that's if you're really if that's barking at your door yeah that's then that's something that you've got to you know that motivates you mm. <laughs> fear motivates you yep um i mean if there's a bear chasing after you you're gonna you know procrastinate running away or are you gonna you know you i mean that's a bad example yeah. Don't, well, you can't run away from a bear you can, just, you're gonna you're gonna be motivated to run yeah exactly <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah no that's and, right yeah I was just gonna. Um, what was I gonna say? Sorry, just blanked. Um, on on Sorry. what? No, no, no. That's all good. Um, go back to what. So, so what about like you've got your something to run towards, and you've got something to yeah, yeah to yeah, run yeah. away from. Yeah. So yeah. is that something? No, you yeah, that's what I was on? gonna say. Yeah, like safety. Safety can sometimes kill motivation, right? Yeah. Like having that safe, if feeling like that you're gonna be all right. You know, even if you fail, that's sometimes dangerous i mean it's good to be safe but um yeah sometimes pushing comfort zone comes up again comfort zone mm. which we've done an episode episode on previously um that comes into play as well you can sort of stepping out that comfort zone can sort of be that snowball effect to develop that drive yeah it can be super important yeah and you get there through your goals tom bilyeu was talking well his wife rather was talking about um how she as she was supporting her husband as he was developing all these companies and now he's like a billionaire he's like ultra uber success yeah. successful and he's got a cool podcast as well if you haven't checked that out but she was basically saying that when they were taking big financial risks you know putting investments towards companies and things like that she had to lay out all of the worst case scenarios it's like a worst case scenario okay they go financially bankrupt you know then she said well i'm not going to go homeless because i've got family and friends that can support me if that really happens so i'm not going to be on the street so that's one thing um and then she laid them all out and it's like the worst case scenario definitely sucks like let's be real it sucks but that's something to run away from and the worst case scenario still isn't like you know a bullet to the head um, it's something that is survivable. So I think that's important as well. You know, if you're going to be taking risks, lay out a plan, a plan for success, a strategy for attaining that success and a contingency for potential failures. Mm. I think that's you know, just a no brainer to mm. be honest. But getting back to what you were saying in terms of like tips and things like that, that was number one, introduce something to run towards introduce something to run away from, mm. set out a plan for those things. Number two, 
I'd say I was talking about supplementing with motivation. It can be something as simple as um, going on Instagram or YouTube or finding people that you would generally like to emulate, people that you inspire you. It yep. could be The Rock. It could be some, I don't know, pick an industry that you're interested in. And, you know, whoever's the, the leading figure in that industry. Like and role models. Yeah. Role models, yep. you know, find someone. It could be your, your dad. It could be your friend. It could be a teacher. It could, it could be anyone. So I'd say that's the next big thing. Supplement with motivation and drive by, and again, they're not the same thing. They're two different things. But by surrounding yourself, at least mentally, with people that inspire you. And the third thing is surround yourself physically with people that inspire you. Um, I've got certain coaches like um, that really, really inspire me, and I see them all the time. And I, it's like, man, like you're just your technique and your 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 drive and your ability to articulate and these things is just so, you know, beyond me. And that's why you're such a good coach. Um, and their willingness to help out other people. That's a really big thing for me. That's like leadership traits are massive. Then I've got other friends that um, constantly inspire me. I see them succeeding. And I was talking to you the other day actually about the 33% um, oh, rule. 33% rule, yeah. So basically 33% of people should be people that inspire you, that can pull you up. Uh, 33% of people should be people that are sort of at the same level as you so you can bounce things off and you can work things through together. And 33% of people that you choose to surround yourself by should be people that you can mentor that aren't quite at your level yet. I think, I mean, that's that's hard to do, but be conscientious of the people that you choose to surround yourself with because you, I mean, the common saying, which is extremely true, you are what you eat, but you, you are you know surround yourself by who you surround yourself by i like the saying you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. yeah i like that one that's really interesting and it's true like i've i i know like this is the most powerful anecdote i can probably speak for on a personal level is when i was hanging out with losers i was a loser like seriously and uh when i started hanging out with people that inspire me my life just, you know, my mental state changed. I wasn't as depressed, depressed. I wasn't as anxious anymore. It's so important to hang out with people that actually genuinely inspire you. And yeah, I'm sure those, those loser friends that I had, they were very nice people. Like they they were great guys. They were friendly. They, you know, they were good to have a laugh with, you know, you could throw banter around and stuff like that, but they weren't you know getting me anywhere and so i'd say that's the biggest thing um just being wary of sort of the environment that you're in and whether that's you know providing you you know a a space where you can develop yourself yeah and you know establishing that sort of motivation that drive And, and the last thing i'd say would be to do things like this is literally to have these deep conversations if you can't squeeze uh some creative conversation out of some of your friends, even the friends that you think are inspirational, set down a time to to have those, you know, go out for coffee with them. And I know obviously at the moment that's hard to do with restrictions and whatnot and you've got to be careful, but set up a Zoom meeting, set up a freaking podcast because you never know, you know, what's bouncing around people's brains until you sit down and you, you know, extract it from them. Yeah. And 
things when you are in a scenario where you can articulate your own positions on things, you you never know what you have to say about anything. And so this is these these are answers that I'm giving, but this is me thinking at the same time. You know, I wouldn't have had this conversation. I wouldn't have had these thoughts unless I had been provoked to mm. to talk about them. So this is a thought process right now. And just like you said, like you didn't write any of these down. So it's yeah, this of, is literally off the top of my head. It's just a matter of us just like sort of talking about it. And so I'm yeah, learning. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. So what about you? You've got some tips. Obviously, you've been in a bit mm. of a rut as as I have yep. lately. Yep. So you've yep. got some strategies. The, the main thing that I'm sort of uh, that I'm sort of discovering and learning for myself, and that you can implement as well. It's not necessarily like a practical thing that you can actually do, but just have the attitude that when you do fail, that that's okay. Yeah. Not that's, not that's not not one. that it's a good thing, <laughs> but what I mean is. And I did touch about it before, I think in the first segment, um, about how it's more important about how we bounce back from the negative things. And like we were saying before, how like sometimes I can get into ruts, you know, even just with simple things like failing my, uh, like a schedule for a day or something, you know, losing my schedule for, the, for, for a day. I, you know, like sometimes you can find yourself just like for the next week, you just, you're just aimless, you mm. know, and, and, and you, don't, you don't have any purpose and, 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 and motivation to do anything but be okay with with that failure and understanding that you are human and it, it sounds cliche and it gets said a lot but it's so true and be, and we see like we see like you were saying before about how like you can go onto youtube and search for motivation stuff these motivation videos have millions of views mm. which is says something about yeah, the human population might, it might seem cheesy it's like oh i'm watching a motivational video yep. it might be even spoken word poetry mm. if that's what gets you going like Seriously, just do it. Who mm. cares about what people think? Mm. I'd as you said before, it's okay to fail because it's inevitable when you're going for it's something. Inevitable. That's right. If, if, if there's yeah. no risk of failure, it's not worth doing. Exactly. That's my thing. Yeah. And I'd rather surround myself with people that are constantly failing but trying than people who are in a safe place that have never failed mm. at all. It's like, I don't know. There's just something about experience and failure that comes with it. I mean, Thomas Edison, you know, What's the quote? He, um, he, uh, what was it? it? He tried to invent the light bulb mm. 999 times and on the 1,000th yeah. th- time he he, he it. invented it. So yeah. he, he didn't say I've failed 999 times. So it's, he said um, I've found 999 ways not to, yeah. to do it. Or it was like something, some absurd number, you know, 10,000 or a million or something. But it doesn't matter, you know, you just... It's not failure, it's experience. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. That's exactly right. Yeah, totally. And, and, but it sucks. I mean, it hurts, but I think you've got to hurt. And I think you've got to, you know, you've got to take those mm. punches sometimes. And use that as an, as take that, look at it in a positive light. When you do take a punch like that, take it in a positive light. Mm. That's right. You get back up. As mm. as old mate Rocky Balboa would say, it's so not true how hard though, yeah. you can hit, it's how hard yeah. you can get hit and keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah. But motivation might suck. Motivation sucks. Motivation might indeed suck, but um, but at least you've got drive. That's right. That's right. And uh, whether you, whether you are driving in your car right now, or uh, do you like how I tied that in? Mm. Or no, whether you're driving in your car right now, or sitting in your bed because you've got no no motivation to do anything, and you're listening to the Young People Podcast to try and get some motivation. Uh, we appreciate you for joining us in our very first video podcast. Yeah. Um, just yeah. to remind you again, it's on YouTube. You can go check it out there. All our future episodes will be now 
video content as well as audio. So just you get yeah. some more delicious um, podcast content. 100%. Good stuff, hey? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, let us know if you got any feedback from um, for us for this episode. Maybe you've got some tips for motivation yourself or developing drive or developing good habits. Um, we'd love to know. And also let us know how you're coping with COVID. We'd love to hear maybe your unique ways on how you're coping. What's something that you haven't seen before that you're doing? It's yeah. a really good way to sort of uh, stay busy during these times. And just on that as well, get excited because we've got some cool guests in the works coming up. And I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've had some really cool guests so far, yeah. as it is. Yep. But yeah, I'm personally really excited and a little bit nervous, you know, because these are some some people that I've wanted to absolutely to get on the podcast absolutely. for a long time, and they're finally like, yeah, let's do it. That's so it. yeah, I'm I'm excited. So yep. if there's anyone that you want to see on the podcast, any experiences and stories and stuff that you want to hear from on our platform, let us know, and we'll get that sorted. Um, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. together. Copyright. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You can make sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, social media. We are now on YouTube as you're watching us on YouTube. Um, so we to the audio version on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Very exciting. Uh, we are slamming out the content every single mother flipping day. Um, uh, we try to at least. We try to. Um, and don't forget... Share it, share it around with friends if you have enjoyed it. And um, let's make this a bit of a party, hey? Yeah, boy. Cool. All, All right. right. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We're going to be back in two weeks' time with another brain spanking new episode right here on video. We'll see you guys next time. Boom. Boom.